0: Welcome to the BEAM Yoga Podcast. My name is Julian Hankins. Today, we're going to be discussing a particular yoga theme. Join me today with our yoga teacher. Shay is our first guest for the BEAM Yoga Podcast, and she is going to talk obstacles. She has a very different approach on what to do when we see them come our way. Hello? Hey, Shay. Hey. Hey. All right, so I'm gonna go right into it and begin with the intro, and then I'll start with the questions. I'm here with my longtime friend and brilliant human being, Shay, known as Namashe Yoga on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, welcome to the podcast, Shay. Thank you. I'll give a brief background on how I know you. So I've known Shay since the seventh grade. We met in a speech class and Shay was actually the very first person I ever went to a yoga class with at 24 hour fitness in high school. Oh, I love it. Yay. I know that was like, I really think that was the first time that I like really got into it when we had our memberships at 24. Yeah. I
1: saw that on your email and I was like, Oh my goodness. Like. I had completely forgotten, not about, (laughs) like, I'd forgotten, like, we used to go, and, like, that's so wild that that was the first, first time.
0: So where are you located today?
1: I am in Austin, Texas, at my apartment in Northeast Austin.
0: Perfect. And I know that your story and your background with getting into yoga is really deep, but I'd like for you to share your journey into yoga.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I started practicing yoga. I wouldn't even call it practicing, but getting familiar with a few poses when I was in middle school and my older sister did it a little bit. And I would just, you know, hang out in tree or mess around and, you know, figure out what I could do with my body. And then end of high school and right after high school, I started really developing my own practice. And it helped a lot with managing my anxiety disorder and my depression. And it really just helped um, center me and give me some sense of grounding, which was really helpful for me. And prior to yoga, I hadn't really had anything like that. Um, I had been meditating for a few years and yoga just really became a natural progression of that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I know that it started from a really young age, and it does kind of just start trickling in, Um, and so, but thank you for sharing all of that, and so what is your favorite yoga theme that you teach right now?
1: So my favorite one that I've taught is um, I did a class a couple months ago on um, the God Ganesha, and he is known, most people know him as the remover of, of obstacles. But what I find really interesting is that in a lot of yogic texts, he's also the placer of obstacles. So the theme that I worked with for um, for that class that I, I really liked and it was really well received was this idea of, um, of obstacles being a necessary and helpful part of your journey. So looking at these obstacles as chances for growth, as ways to make sure you're walking the right path. (laughs) And um, rather than seeing them as something that is an accident or an unfortunate circumstance, seeing it as maybe something that was intentionally and specifically placed there for you.
0: That is so cool. And I've, I really like that idea that, you know, we always, we always want to kind of remove or we want to have to just get past the hard parts, but they really do enhance your life so much and you learn for the next stage of life that you're going through.
1: Absolutely. And I think it really helps them. I mean, I think most people would agree that kind of looking back on their lives, the hard, harder times, even if it's just little, um, little obstacles that keep popping up, that's what really shapes us. And that's, those are the times we don't get, as nice as it is to have the happy times, we don't get a whole lot of growth there. So I think those, those obstacles can really help us grow. And what I find to be more even more helpful than, um, than whether or not that is something that is actually being placed for us, but going into these obstacles and approaching them with the idea that maybe they are and that maybe that these are here to help us, I think at least for me and for my students, it really helps us cope with it better and it helps us um, just go through life better if we're looking for ways that these challenges can help us grow rather than just being annoyed or like you said, finding a way to remove these
0: yeah, I think that's really, really beautiful and really helpful and such a great perspective looking at, looking at everything we go through in life. And so how do you incorporate this idea into classes?
1: So uh, what, I, what I did for that class and what I really like to do for most of my classes, I like to uh, kind of uh, format them where I start out in seated meditation, just kind of discussing briefly this idea, you know, essentially discussing the theme, but I, if I can, I like to start it with a story. So with this example, I, I just gave a little bit of background on Ganesha and, you know, uh, most people are familiar with the image of Ganesha, but not everyone, even in yoga classes are going to have a lot of background on this. So I like to give a little bit of background. Um, I, with that one, I, I, introduced it with a mudra Mm -hmm. what um, my teacher calls hand yoga Mm -hmm. and
0: I was about to ask you uh, (sighs) like can you explain what that is for people yeah
1: yeah absolutely so uh, (laughs) so as my teacher says hand yoga I feel like is the um, most concise way to put it Mm -hmm. but essentially it's these little Postures that you do only with your hands, the most famous being um, Anjali Mudra or hands at prayer at your heart center, beginning and ending most yoga classes that way. But there's you know hundreds of mudras out there in yogic scripture, um, and they are ways to bring these ideas into the forefront of your mind. And what I love about about yoga in general, but specifically about mudras, is that kind of wherever you're at in the spectrum of spirituality these are going to work for you so you know if you are really into the kind of headiness and metaphysical aspect and you believe that these postures and that this hand shape is bringing you closer to whatever goal you know whether it be to to recognize these obstacles as opportunities for growth or whether it is to you know become more enlightened then that's awesome and that's that's going to serve you. But even if you don't really buy that, if you're just kind of like, okay, I'm just making a shape with my hand, that's okay too because the point of mudras is not necessarily some you know magic spell that we're doing. It's really something that we've decided, we give meaning to it. So we take this shape with our hands, we've decided this is what it means. And so when we're holding it, every time we bring our hands to this shape, it helps us, it helps trigger this thought and this intention of, hey, I'm going to you know, channel the lessons of Ganesha. I'm going to channel that strength. I'm going to blow through my obstacles with ease. And so rather than it being a quick fix it, it's really just a way to bring our body and our mind, our intention into one concise and streamlined effort, which really enhances our meditation practice
0: yeah that's so cool it's just like basic psychology in terms of like a reward that you're getting for making a certain hand motion absolutely um um, do you have any favorite mudras that you ask your students to do
1: yeah so i usually try to keep my mudras um i mean i i do anjali mudra you know prayer hands of course beginning and end of, of pretty much all of my classes. But I usually like to pick a mudra, a single mudra, that goes along with the theme or maybe with the deity that we're discussing or um, the intention or the goal that we're trying to set in this class, in this, you know, series of physical postures, if we are trying to set an intention to become more aware of our bodies or become more aware of our minds or whatever it is, I try to Pick a mudra that goes with that and teach that to my students so that essentially everything is streamlined. And so that these shapes that we're doing with our hands, with our bodies, and what we are telling ourselves and what we're focusing on in our minds do all line up. Um, I love Ganesha mudra, for example, is one that I did. Um, One that I really love uh, also is Lotus mudra. And it is a really simple one. You just put your hands together like prayer. And then you let your pinky and your thumb stay together and open up your three middle fingers so that your pinky thumb and the base, the bottom line of your palm are staying together and your hands are open like a lotus. And the lotus in a lot of Eastern traditions has a lot of symbolism. It signifies this idea of um, rising from muddy circumstances, lotuses you know, grow out of the mud through the water and then bloom on the surface of a pond or a lake or what have you. So, uh, lotuses usually symbolize enlightenment, but also enlightenment through our experiences, not through spending Mm -hmm. 10 years meditating on a mountain, but through what we do every day in our lives and through what the, the cards that we've been dealt and we, and the idea of using that to, work toward enlightenment and to better yourself.
0: Yeah. And that's perfect. And that's perfect with your theme, obviously, that our experiences are making us stronger and that we should, in a way, um, accept our obstacles that come yeah. us, um, because yeah. they're all a part of the bigger picture.
1: Exactly. I love that. And I, I would even take it a step further. You know, we accept these obstacles and maybe we can even learn to embrace them and, mm-hmm. you know, welcome with open arms and not have it be something that we're like okay this is gonna be better for me but something that we get excited for you know like how much would it change our everyday experience if anytime an obstacle shows up we're excited to see how we handle it
0: Hmm. I love that you said that because I was about to say embrace and then I was like hmm, <laughs> maybe not embrace <laughs> but exactly just Kind of let it become a part of you and um, a part of your story and something that you're going to learn from and be a little bit excited about learning from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I when I teach this Ganesha class, for example, you know we we talk about. obstacle. I, I usually like to start out and have them try to think of something in particular that is coming up for them right now because I know for me it's always. It's easier to get these kind of lessons that yoga gives us if I can have something tangible in my mind rather than just being like, okay, you know, when this happens, it's really easy to, to say you're going to do that. But if you can have something that's really current that you're working with, um, I think it's a lot more helpful. So, you know, I tell my students whether this obstacle is um, a job transition, a financial situation, Or whether it's just like you drive in really bad traffic every single morning and it pisses you off. You know, you can, Mm -hmm. the beauty of yoga is that it teaches us to use any moment and that we can, we can live and gain this, these uh, meditative aspects and this enlightenment, if you like that term in the real world and in our everyday circumstances. And it doesn't have to be our spiritual life or our yogic life and our regular life they can you know flow in and out of each other seamlessly
0: exactly and then for another question um we already talked about the mudras being a sort of a pose but do you have any specific poses that include the whole body that you pair with your theme
1: yeah yeah so um for ganesha Um, he goes along with the root chakra (coughs) and with um, this idea of grounding and being earthy and being present in the real world, you know, not having your head in the clouds. So for, for that theme and that class, I like to have poses that are grounding, you know, goddess pose as opposed I love um, and chair pose, both of those, Low to the ground, grounding, but also really challenging, um, especially if you're holding it for a little while, like your legs are burning. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we're teaching a class, talking about learning how to embrace our obstacles, we can't have a bunch of like fun, fluffy, easy poses. If we're Mm -hmm. doing something that is, we're trying to challenge our mind to look at obstacles differently, to look at anything differently, then we need to be challenging our body as well. Our, our physical postures need to reflect this theme and this place that we're taking our mind and our spirit. Um, so, so those are definitely two ones that that come up a lot in that class in particular, and in other classes where it's a similar theme. Um, I love chair a lot, and I, I bring it up a lot in my classes, and I know it's not a favorite of everyone's. But I just feel like there's so, there's so many benefits and it really amps up your, your personal power and your feeling of personal power. Anything that is a little low to the ground and like, that's where you feel fired up and you feel stronger and you feel more able to take on these challenges that life may throw at you.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're becoming more mentally strong as well as more physically strong because that is like you said, such a powerful pose.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I love that Shay and thank you so much for joining me and sharing this. If you'd like to share where people can find you on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, wherever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I am on Instagram at Yoga, N-A-M-A-S-H-E-A, yoga. Um, And I am on YouTube as well. The same name, um, I have a talk on YouTube right now that is going through not as much full body yoga, but it talks a lot about mudras, about uh, pranayama breathing exercises, things that can help regulate your nervous system and uh, kind of help maintain anxieties or stressors that come up. So if you do have some stressful life scenarios going on right now, there's a lot of really helpful tips in there.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And yes, thank you for joining us on on um, the BEAM podcast. And please join us next time for another yoga theme. Absolutely. I can't wait to listen in next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the beam yoga podcast this podcast is for both yogis and non-yogis alike whatever stage of the journey that you're in I hope that you can take bits of this podcast back into your class back into your practice or back into your day-to-day life until next time